Do you want to make a difference in the world? And see the lives of the people of India and all internationals transformed with the gospel? As India goes, all Asia will go with Living the Dream podcast provides tools for you to pray, give, and go as you become an active participant in the Great Commission and help your church's demographic represent the demographic of your community. Get ready to find your strategy for reaching your community and changing the world here at Living the Dream podcast with your host, Pastor Kevin. Hello, this is Pastor Kevin. It is Tuesday, October the 13th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 52. That means living the dream is now a year old. We have had an episode every single week for the last 52 weeks. Congratulations, Global Hope India, on hosting the Living the Dream podcast. But it could not be done without our beautiful audience. And so thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed, listened, and reviewed the Living the Dream podcast. I appreciate our listeners from the United States, India, Spain, Iran, Germany, Finland, South Africa, Canada, the Philippines, Australia, and everywhere else it is being heard. I'd love to hear from you. If you are in another country that I have not listed, please drop me a personal email at my email, kevin at globalhopeindia.org. I'd love to get to know you, but thank you for joining the revolution of reaching the foreign-born internationals living in our community with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. Last week, we took a look at how internationals belong here with our episode, You Belong Here. I'm so excited for today's episode. We are celebrating our first year of Living the Dream podcast by meeting Mary as she shares her story from missionary to missionary. You know the Living the Dream podcast champions the opportunity for the church to be on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, the church is a multinational church. We see that in Revelation 7, 9 through 12. And so Mary is from Ghana, and American missionaries went to Ghana, and she received the gospel. Now Mary is in the USA, and she is going back to Ghana as a missionary of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to celebrate this call to be a missionary as we meet Mary and continue this passionate plea that the church today reach internationals living in our community with the gospel and partnering with them in the Great Commission. Mary, thank you for being with us today. Uh, thank you for being uh, for calling me. I'm so excited to share your story with our audience today. We we want to just dive right in. So uh, you are in Fayetteville, North Carolina today, yes. correct? Yeah, but yes. you're from Ghana. You were born in Ghana. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And yes. and so I've been blessed to hear part of your testimony, and I'm looking forward to learning even more today. But uh, take us back to Ghana, where you were born. How did you get exposure to the gospel? How was your family led to Christ? I would be glad to share it with you. Yes, like you said, I was born in Ghana, uh, West Africa. Uh, I was born into a Christian family. Mm Mm-hmm. 
my parents were already Christians. Okay. No, oh, church go. Oh, yeah, already Christians. They know the Lord. So I was raised in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. But uh, my my father had a job that he's always maybe getting transferred. Maybe he stays here for three years. They transfer him to another place. So that is what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we were transferred uh, to the north. Uh, I was then in the primary school. Mm-hmm. We were transferred to the north, northern region, mm-hmm. Ghana. Mm-hmm. And that part is mostly Muslims. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was mostly a uh, Muslim uh, religion. So what happened is the people that are not Muslims are the ones that doing the government job and just was transferred to the place to do a job for the government. Okay. So my, my, my father was one of them. And uh, the school system was just like the same school system over here. But in the last period, uh, they allow everybody, they call it a religious period. Okay. So during this religious period, the Muslims go and do the uh, Makalanta school, learn about the Quran and all those stuff. Okay. And then we, who are not uh, Muslims, we have these uh, missionaries come see mm-hmm. every day, every day to uh, do Bible studies with us and preach the gospel to us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is when these missionaries came from uh, United States. Mm. They were they were uh, uh, assemblies of God. They okay. were assemblies of God. Yeah, right. they're from assemblies of God. So yes. they assemblies of God missionaries that came and lived in the town where we were, mm-hmm. the town that I went to school at. So that is how I got into contact with the missionaries. Mm. And walk us through, was that a public school? Was that a Christian school, a religious school? No, it was a public school. Okay, but it in the, a- the last hour or period of the, yes. of the day, they mm-hmm. would uh, allow there to be a religion emphasis, and so the Muslims would go do what Muslims do, and, mm-hmm. and you were then with the missionaries. What happened as a result? Yes. Yes. What happened was that missionaries came and taught us the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they really taught us a lot because basically that was the only time, that was the only time you can study the, the Word of God. Mm, okay. And I didn't even know that it was going to have any impact on me at that time because I was about primary from primary four, five, and six. Okay. Yeah. So you were around I, 9, 10, 11 in that age? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, ah. yes, yeah. yes. 90% yes. of believers find Christ before the age of 21. Mm. And mm. so you were right in that pivotal moment of being yes. impressionable and open to what mm-hmm. the Lord would say over your life. Yeah. Do you know... So, do you, mm-hmm. so you knew that they were American. Do you know what part of America 
these missionaries were from? Not, at that time, I didn't even know they were Americans. Okay. But I believe last year, my sister-in-law called me from Texas mm-hmm. and told me that they went for a conference and they met uh, one somebody there mm-hmm. that started speaking our language. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she asked, how you know about this language? Mm-hmm. And then the lady started telling me, I was, my parents were missionaries in Ghana, and he named the town. And oh. the town was the same town that I was in. Wow. And where they lived, mm-hmm. and he was telling them. So my sister-in-law told me that, hey, my husband, they lived there. Mm. So mm-hmm. you might know him. So mm. that is how, and then he invited them to the house, and then she called me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she called me because she knew we lived there, and uh, we've been talking about these missionaries. I think my husband also told her about mm-hmm. the missionaries that was coming there. So when she heard it, she was so excited, and she called me. So that mm-hmm. is how I found out that they were from the States. Mm-hmm. And... But I knew that they were from the establishment of God, but okay. I didn't know what I, in Ghana when I was there. Yeah. 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 So the part of your, your story that I knew about, I didn't know all these details, but I just knew that you are the beneficiary of missionaries having come and shared the gospel with you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When, yes. When they came to the school, you know, they, I was very, very interested in the studies because uh my background was i was already a christian mm-hmm. but i really didn't know about the bible i didn't even think i owned a bible then mm, okay so because i was in the primary school i don't remember mm-hmm. anything so but, let's just break that down for our audience when you say okay. that you were already a christian do you mean more by label or do you remember before this having given your life to Christ and being born again? No, I was born into a Christian family. They, okay. were, all, they were going to church and all those stuff. With Sundays, mm-hmm. we go to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really had not yet, you know, because I was born in it, so I thought maybe I was already a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- but then, and a lot of Americans do as well. You know, we we're told we're born in a Christian nation of America and your family, you know, historically, not so much today, but in the past, um, mm-hmm. many people just identified themselves as Christian because their family, their grandparents were Christian and so forth. But that doesn't necessarily mean um, that they had made a conscientious decision to give their life to Christ and to be born again. Do you remember when that happened for you? Uh, when I became born again, yes, ma'am. It was so many stages because I've changed, I've changed so many changes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I believe that while I was that young, I think they might have walked us through uh, being a Christian because I was a, a very, very good, dedicated person at mm-hmm. that young age. Yes, because I was exposed to the Bible, also at school, and it's also in the house. So I think that I was already, I didn't know what being saved was. I didn't know what being saved was. Mm-hmm. But 
they taught me, they taught us the Bible, you know, there's so many songs, so many scriptures, which they, they asked us to memorize it. Mm-hmm. And I did my part, I memorized it. And that stayed with me. Most of the uh, scriptures that I know today, I learned it from these missionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned it from these missionaries because uh, they were very, very in our lives. And even on Sundays, some of the Sundays, instead of me going to the Methodist church that my parents were going, I sometimes, because of them, I also sometimes start going to the Assemblies of God Church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because they were still there. Yeah. And they were there till I think we left that place. Mm-hmm. So to 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 the seventh grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. To the seventh grade. And that stayed with me. Yeah. Before we left that place. But because they have planted that seed in me, mm-hmm. that seed kept on growing and growing and growing mm. and then uh before i got 20 years old i really dedicated my life to christ mm. mm-hmm. i dedicated rededicated my life to christ yes. when i was about before 20 years old right then then mm. i got baptized mm-hmm. and then i became filled with the holy spirit uh i was still in school I knew I didn't even know that I was going to be a missionary. Mm-hmm. But as time grew on, I found out that hey, that is my calling. Mm-hmm. Because I I said when we went to the India and then uh, the first time I went down there, it all came back. Mm-hmm. That oh, the missionaries that came, everything came like I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was called to be a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fill in the gap there just for a little bit. Okay. Um, Okay. In that, when did you come to the USA? 1980, somewhere 1987. Okay. And were you married when you came? Yes. All right. I was married to uh, a military man from from America, but I was married in Germany. Okay. How did you meet him? Yeah. I was on a scholarship. Mm Mm-hmm. To go to Germany to study. So okay. after the studies, since they have the American military people there too. Mm-hmm. So that is how I met my husband. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, God gives you the opportunity to study in Germany and mm-hmm. you follow, and I met my, you meet yes. your husband following love. Yes. And then because he's American, you're, you're mm-hmm. now given access to the USA as well. Yes. Yes. Wow. I got married 1984. Okay. And uh, December 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I came here mm-hmm. to the state, yeah. North Carolina, for Bragg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so today you are a widower. Uh, when did mm-hmm. your When did your husband pass? Uh, he passed uh, May the third, 19. Hey, sorry, <laughs> May the third, twenty. Nine, 2009. Okay. Praise God for sustaining you uh, all these years. Uh, You have children, grandchildren? What's your family today? Yeah, I have two adult children Mm -hmm. and two grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Are they in the States with you? Yes. Uh, My daughter Mm -hmm. lives with me 
right now. Yeah. With her two children. Okay. Praise God. So I know you because of you traveling with Global Hope India over to India. Mm -hmm. And you tell a beautiful story of that on our sister podcast, uh, The Missions Changed My Life. And we'll Mm -hmm. put that link in the show notes uh, mm-hmm. for our audience here on living the dream about mm-hmm. your how you God used you in the mission field there in India but mm-hmm. you've already been identified as a missionary so you go back and forth to Ghana yes mm-hmm. uh, I was going every year okay um, from what time like for the last three years the last 10 years uh, I was pretty going to Ghana Maybe for the past, maybe for the past 10 years, I decided to go every year. Mm-hmm. Praise but God. Then it, yeah. yeah. But then I was still working. Mm-hmm. So I could not stay there or do what I really want to do because you have to go really, they only give you two weeks and then you have to come back mm-hmm. and I have to see my family and all those stuff. So yeah. it was really, uh, I found out that if I really want to be a missionary i want uh no chance be holding me down mm-hmm. that when i want to go i can go and then i can come back without you know asking permission sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no because i was i held a position at the uh, place where i worked so mm-hmm. i cannot travel whenever i want to I love the tension that you're describing there of how you would use your vacation time to go on a mission trip. And mm-hmm. I can just hear your heart, you know, God, you've got to free me from this job so I can have more time for missions. Yeah. And the Lord's honored that and given yeah. you, given you a life of, of missions now. Um, mm-hmm. And you've been to India, you've been to Ghana, uh, mm-hmm. any other places at this time? Yeah, I've been to so many places, but some of them I didn't go the quote as a missionary. Mm-hmm. But I always have the Lord uh, with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't go there like I did in India mm-hmm. and Ghana. Mm-hmm. I just went there, you know, to see how the people are living, and you know, sometimes it's like a pilgrimage. I love your story because what you really connect is how Sovereign God brought missionaries into your life and allowed you to uh, really take a living relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Not just the label of a Christian family, but you became a born-again follower of Christ, and your response to the gospel is you today are a missionary. And you today are returning to Ghana. You today are going over to India and you're a senior adult. I mean, you have every reason in the world to say, I've done my service to the Lord and traveling is difficult and it's expensive and I'm just going to be a prayer warrior for God. But you keep going and you are a prayer warrior for God. And I love Pastor J.D. Greer at Summit Church in Durham. He says, all believers have three options when it comes to fulfill the Great Commission. We can Mm -hmm. go, we -hmm. can sin, or we can be Mm -hmm. disobedient. Mm -hmm. And you really model that because Mm -hmm. you do go 
even when you you would probably be allowed by your pastor and and your your Christian community to say, you know, Mary, you don't have to go anymore, but you mm-hmm. keep going <laughs> and you keep sending and yeah. and your own prayer calls at 6 a.m. praying for the for the nations. And yeah. uh, you really embody the true description of a missionary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it began because God sent missionaries to you. And exactly. now now you're allowing God to send you to to as a missionary to others. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I found out that the missionaries that came, they did really a good job bringing mm-hmm. l- the Lord to the people who have not, because most of the children, they were not Christian, mm-hmm. but because we, they were not Muslims neither. So they took us and trained us and they trained us very, very good because uh, they live there. They live there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they go just for two weeks and then go back. Mm-hmm. They, they they sacrifice themselves, live there, the, and live there with their children too. Mm-hmm. That their children got to grow up also there as missionaries. That was the one, one of the children were one, that was one of the children my sister-in-law met. Yeah. In, yeah, because the adults are older. I don't know if they are still alive. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, but the children were also there. They grew up there, and they mm-hmm. were also missionaries. They lived there. So they, that really touched my heart. Yeah. When I, I when I grew up and I found out that, oh, they are called missionaries. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So they were called missionaries at that time. I thought maybe, I know they were assemblies of God people, mm-hmm. and they came down there, but when I got to know the knowledge of really, you know, the knowledge of Christ and everything, I found out that, oh, they were missionaries, so that was what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they really touched a lot of people, sir, because I don't think I'm the only one they touched. They might touch so many people like that, but to me, mm-hmm. they really planted a seed in me. Yeah, they really planted. So I had, I wanted also to give the same. I also want to plant a seed in someone's life, mm-hmm. like they did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like they did. So missions is really passion. I'm very, very passionate mm. about missions. Yeah, yeah. praise because God. They touch my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we need more um, believers like Mary, uh, who really identify themselves as a missionary. And I, I love just your story in that, you know, you were given the label Christian, but then you realize that being a Christian is really trusting Christ as your Lord and Savior and being born again of the Holy Spirit. And your response to becoming a Christian is to take on the mission of God and to become actively involved as a missionary in the Lord's mission. And Mm -hmm. really, that's not just a call for Mary. It's not just a call for Kevin. It's not just a call for those Assembly of God missionaries that impacted you, but it's a call Mm -hmm. to every brother, every Mm -hmm. sister in the Lord, every believer. One of the things we've been championing here in the mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks on the Live in the Dream podcast is how mm-hmm. in how internationals live sent and you mm-hmm. are a prime example of that. Praise God for every American that gives their life to Christ, but yes. too many Americans 
trust Jesus, and then they sit down, and mm-hmm. they don't become active in missions because you know the value of God sending people to you so exactly. that you would have the gospel. Now you are t- allowing him to send you to others. Exactly. And so I really, I really desire for the church in the USA to really mm-hmm. see this opportunity to welcome the foreign-born internationals living in our community because mm-hmm. when they get the gospel, they begin mm-hmm. to live sent in a way mm-hmm. that a lot of Americans don't choose to live. I just want to honor you, Mary, as my hero of of a sister in Christ that's living sent. And you have every reason to just sit down and say, okay, I've lived a good life. I've served the Lord. Uh, I can can still give. I can still pray. But yet you're still living sent. And as soon as the travel bans of, you know, COVID-19 are suspended and people can safely travel again there'll be no doubt that you're going to be on a plane somewhere (laughs) sharing the gospel with people yes yeah i'll be on the go yeah waiting ready and you know the the same as in our history but we really don't value it enough in america you know Mm -hmm. we would not have in god we trust on our currency and on our Mm -hmm. courtroom walls Mm -hmm. It, had it not been for our forefathers of faith that gave us the gospel. But mm. because we don't really uh, value how the gospel was sent to us, uh-huh. um, we don't really choose to, to respond by living sent. I'm really blessed by your story that mm-hmm. missionaries were sent by God to Mary. And so mm-hmm. Mary's now allowing God to send her as a missionary to others. Yes, yes, and the cycle goes on. Mm-hmm. Cycle yes, goes on because you receive, then you give. Mm-hmm. You give, and then the give keep on giving. It keeps on going round and round, and then by the time you know it, one person have touched so many lives mm-hmm. because it goes in circles. Mm-hmm. Somebody touched my life, I touched someone's life, and I'm hoping that the person that I touched their life while I'm in overseas. They will also see uh, the value of mm. of that, and they will also do the same thing. Uh, I think Amen. most of the time, if you are touched by something, you end up uh, valuing what you are being touched with. Mm-hmm. So that goes with you every place you go. Mm. Because uh, once I find out that, hey, I can be a missionary, I didn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go because I know how uh, they have planted a seed in me. Mm-hmm. So I will have to plant a seed in someone else's mm-hmm. life because uh, every path uh, that God uses you through is a lesson you have to learn and then follow the course because it was not just uh, that, you know, I, I just have the privilege to have that. But it was God orchestrated for me to go through that to see how they touch my life so I can also touch someone's life. Mm-hmm. Well, having been the uh, founder and leader of Global Hope India now for the last mm-hmm. 20 years, uh-huh. I'm sure uh, you'll appreciate this now that you've gone over to India. Mm-hmm. I I wish every brother and sister in Christ 
could go on a mission trip over to India and oh, yes. and see communities that have mm. no steeples, mm. no no churches um, mm-hmm. in their community, and mm. and really sense the void of access to the gospel because what it does is it makes you appreciate that by the grace of God, you are allowed to be born in America with access for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you feel the same thing over Ghana and, Mm -hmm. and other places that you've traveled, but you know, we just really need to be guarded from taking it for granted that Mm -hmm. we were born with access for the gospel because still today there's over 3 billion people alive that Mm -hmm. today are living in areas where Christ is not being made known. And, you know, in the U S there's one believer for every one and a half people, but in India, you, you've been there, Mary, there's one believer for every 18,000 people. How how will they know? How will they know know that Jesus died for them, loves them unless someone goes and shares it with them? Yeah. Yeah. Just like you are saying, you know, reminds me of what Romans 10, 13, 16 says that, uh, you know, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm-hmm. And then it comes and say that, okay, everybody has the opportunity to get saved, but how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? Mm. And then he said, how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? Mm-hmm. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Mm. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, if we we are not sent, if we don't go, even when we are sent, if we don't go, people will not hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to go, any opportunity that we get, we have to go and tell people about the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I was surprised, even though I'm from Ghana, it's also a third word, but we know Ghana, we have a lot of Christians there now. But mm-hmm. when I went to India, I was so surprised. That's why I got so touched the first time I went down there. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I didn't know that people don't even know about God. Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. heard anything about God. Yeah. So I think we need more people, mm-hmm. more people, more sent people to go to India. Yeah. Yeah. You know, India. So they can also hear the word. And at least they can also tell other people in their villages, you know, about the Lord. Yeah. About the Lord. Yeah. You know, one modern day um, illustration I think of when you read Romans 10 to us, mm-hmm. everyone now appreciates Amazon. <laughs> there's Amazon <laughs> in India, there's Amazon in the Philippines, there's Amazon in the U.S. Uh, and mm. we get frustrated when we know Amazon is supposed to be sending us a package and it doesn't come. We get yeah. frustrated. Well, uh-huh. in the same way, you know, as much as we would value Amazon, how much more should we be valuing the gospel? And mm-hmm. yet John three sixteen says, for God so loved that he sent, yeah. he gave. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, who are we to be sent mm. to? And if we're just going to receive Christ and sit back down, 
and not live sent, then mm. who's not getting the gospel because we aren't living sent? And, yeah. you know, just really encourage everyone in the audience. We have people from countries around the world listening to this mm. episode. And mm. I just cannot encourage you as my brother and sister in Christ enough to live sent today. Mary, mm. thank you for living sent. And you didn't read it, but that passage ends with blessed are the yeah. feet of those who bring good news. Oh, God. And, you know, that's that's one of the things we've got to just evaluate mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the the posture of our feet. You know, mm -hmm. if if our feet cannot hit the ground and walk and move, OK, then write a check and support a missionary and pray for the missionary. But if your feet's in good walking order and you can board a plane and you can walk through an airport and you can go to to a country in the 1040 window where there's limited to no access mm -hmm. to the gospel, then mm -hmm. blessed are the feet of those who go and give good news. Mary, yes. Mary wouldn't, we wouldn't have this episode had missionaries not been sent to you, Mary. Exactly. Perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. You know, being a missionary, like I said, uh, some people will go, some people will pray and some people will stand mm -hmm. by donation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they are all missionaries, but at least everybody, everyone has to play their part. Mm-hmm. Whether you are the one going, you are the one praying, or you are the one standing, mm -hmm. we are all in it. Yeah. So I would advise everybody to take part of it, especially uh, so we can go to India and change lives and transform lives over there cause, yeah. uh, and show them the love of God. They need, they need us. You know, one of the shameful thoughts that I think of sometimes is that, uh, you know, we hear the passages in the scripture of how Jesus healed the lame and those mm. that, that could not walk. But yeah. unfortunately, too many brothers and sisters take Christ and then they act like they're bound to a wheelchair for the rest mm. of their life. Their feet are yeah. not bringing good news. They're mm -hmm. not walking out the gospel. Mm. And mm. so, Mary, I'm just you're you're a hero and I honor you. And I just thank you for walking out the gospel and setting oh, us that example. And all glory be to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so let's, let's continue to just pray that there'll be more and more that will live sent, that even as a result of this episode, there'll be missionaries called to the nations that will go and live, uh, go for 10 days, go for 10 years, but just make yes. sure you're going. Yeah. Yes. As long as you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary, thank you so much. God bless you. Keep up thank the good work. So and we're going to continue to follow your story as a missionary. And thank you very much. Yeah, and you're thank welcome. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank God you, Mary. God all. bless you. I'm, I hope you enjoyed meeting Mary as much as I did, and I hope that you will be a champion as a missionary of the Lord Jesus Christ as well. Next week, I have an exciting announcement about the future of Living the Dream podcast. We're going to have a brand new makeover, and I can't wait to share that with you. I invite you back next week as we continue to reach the foreign-born internationals with the gospel and partnering with them in the Great Commission. I love you. I praise God for you. God bless you and your outreach of the gospel. I'll see you again right here next week. Check out Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity. Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands.
Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what he puts in our hands to fulfill his mission. Check out audaciousgenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's audaciousgenerosity.com. Hey, it's Pastor Kevin, and I interrupt this program with a very important announcement. On November the 3rd, 2020, Living the Dream podcast will become Audacious Generosity Podcast. As you know, I've just completed my new book entitled Audacious Generosity. In the book, I share how God's mission has always been Jesus and his strategy has always been audacious generosity for God so loved that he gave Jesus. Living the dream based upon Revelation 7 is the what and audacious generosity is the how. So both go hand in hand. I will always champion the need to reach the foreign-born internationals in the community with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. I want to thank you for listening to the Living the Dream podcast, and I can't wait to share the new Audacious Generosity podcast with you beginning Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2020. Get ready. You're going to love Audacious Generosity podcast. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream podcast, empowering and equipping church staff with an identifiable and measurable strategy for reaching internationals and changing the world. You can help us live the dream by liking, commenting, subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more resources to empower and equip your church staff at globalhopeindia.org resources. That's globalhopeindia.org resources.